nervous. Hey, welcome to Guys Without Capes. Mark, you're cute. <laughs> Mark, it's your cute. Hey. <laughs> it's Mark. I'm Tim. And I'm Justin. Can you not lip it, guys? We can still see it now. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Guys Without Capes. Uh, a small veil rewatch podcast my name is justin i'm joined here with tim uh our third uh host uh, mark is just currently uh vacationing in hiatus if you're familiar with this place and so he will not be joining us but uh, of course when mark comes back i think i think he has a few hot takes uh on stray here um just like we do every week in guys without capes we do a little bit of a uh, a summary of our weeks and what's going on and so uh tim what's 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 on the haps hey hey guys hey um what's on the haps for this week man if you were with us last week you heard sebastian crying <laughs> he's not yes today he's not joining us today he is quiet it was a good week um we are in the poconos today this week no um saturna island is happening and um it's good times it's It's good good times um yeah we, we we always look forward to hanging out in the gulf islands every year um uh ben calls it the summer house and so, Ooh, nice. um, so yeah. Is there like an uh, Airbnb market out there, or is it? I think it's it's like old school. It's like more VRBO okay. rather than yeah. Airbnb. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely present here. Um, and um, and yeah, no, like this this island. Um, if you've ever been in the Gulf Islands um, here in BC, um, the United States has the I forget what they call them. They're they're Gulf Islands, but um you go to the salt spring salt spring is like the really uh, more one of the more popular ones um it's uh, a lot of kind of uh hippies and hipsters live there um and then you come out to saturna so saturna is the southernmost island uh, of the gulf islands and um and yeah it, it's totally remote uh there's only one grocery store there are two restaurants if you count the pub um there's a, a little church there is uh like a farmer's market that they put on um but yeah lots of hills great for biking great for um there's a there's a canadian national park there i think gulf islands national park um is uh is on there a great place for whale watching and it's lovely um but uh, but don't come seriously because uh it's untouched and um, I think the the locals don't want as uh, don't don't want too many people flooding in. Cause just it's, uh, uh, just it's so um, nice. uh, blurt out the the name of the island. Oh yeah, just yeah, say, yeah. like island. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh. But one thing that was cool though, we talked about um, Pokemon Go Fest um, last week. Um, I remember the first time I went to Saturna. Um, I was uh, at this point. I was um, playing Pokemon kind of on and off, um, but I left two of my Mons in a gym 
And honestly, they stayed in for a month. <laughs> I did not get them back for a month um, until people started spoofing. But in any case, that's uh, yeah, that that's my week. How's your week, Jess? Um, pretty good. Uh, the last few weeks, I've actually um, joined a like a beer league slow pitch. Uh, oh, team. let's go! And it's uh, it's interesting in this time of COVID. Um, you know, it's through Calgary Sport and Social, and we played last year. Um, but this year, because of COVID, um, they've they've kind of split uh, certain teams into smaller leagues um, mm. and into very you know we play on two diamonds, basically rotate between there, and there's only four teams in our division. So I would think, in case there was anything, you can kind of isolate the connection points. Right. Uh, and each each division has no more than 50 people total. OK, so I mean, in theory, because you're playing each other, um, you know, you're really in contact with with under 50 people um, yeah. within your division. So, I, you know, you, you kind of you, you need to do what you need to do during this time. But uh, nonetheless, it's been fun uh, to play. I'm pitching this year. Oh, wow. And, uh, I didn't know that there were different techniques to <laughs> slow pitch pitching. So I've been watching YouTube like nobody's business and, uh, you know, throwing in some change ups. Uh, how do you change up? Uh, uh, how do you change up a slow pitch? The grip? Yeah. So you have to. Uh, I'm showing like three things, my index, my middle and my. Uh, my thumb here and you oh wait hold on i will even show you tim oh my goodness here we go let's go because i got a softball softball here yeah, i know yeah, this yeah. doesn't translate to radio but you just you got to get like this like wide triangle grip okay yeah i see that and do the uh, seams matter uh yes it does so okay. you know i'm usually over seams and okay. the way your wrist flicks Yes. you know, with, with variations, yeah. um, will create, uh, you know, harder to hit, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we went into extra innings last time, uh, we were the, the, the away team. So we, we, uh, fielded last and it ended the way it ended with someone hitting a home run on me, which, uh, <laughs> which but, uh, you know, whatever you, you live and learn. Oh man! Um, so you know, that's that's the tough breaks of of organized sports of sport of sport. Um, that's but, crazy. You know, it's weird not being able to. Uh, you know, usually there's a very cordial handshake at the end, but that is strongly discouraged. Um, do you just give each league. other the middle finger? You do. Do you do the cheer? You do the cheer, and you kind of do the air high fives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, but. Uh, you know, it's a different type of sportsmanship these days. That's uh, interesting. So, you know, that's a little bit of insight into, you know, how do how do organized sports work right now? That's interesting because, like, I mean, every time I walk by a park and I see people like playing team sports, I'm one like I like I have a little bit of an inner Karen in me. I don't know if it's a derogatory term now, but where I'm just like those those people shouldn't be playing sports. But I guess if you if you are doing things in the right way, 
and following the uh, guidelines the health authorities have, uh, have put before I, you. I mean, I would say softball is one of the easier, like less uh, contact. Contact, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're I pretty so. spaced. Someone may be on your base, but I mean, if you're not talking or whatnot, yeah, yeah. So it's well, yeah, yeah. Well, these folks are like straight up playing like aggressive soccer. Soccer like, would be hard. I mean, hockey, yeah. basketball is probably one of the worst because yeah, you know, because you're all up in the grill. Everyone's touching the same ball, all those things. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you you obviously you need to do what you need to do for yeah. uh, uh, for sports or to continue your business. So totally, there we go. Um, yeah. I mean, this is a podcast about Smallville, so maybe we'll jump into. I Smallville. think so. Um, we're eight minutes into. We're eight minutes in, and so we better summary. jump into here. Um, as we mentioned, we did stray here. So our our special power uh, character of the week is Ryan James, uh, and he's hit by Martha Kent one evening. And this boy, a young boy, was sent to the hospital and claims to have amnesia. The Kent family embraces Ryan while they wait on you know social services and things like that. Turns out Ryan is running away from his stepfather uh, and his stepfather's girlfriend, who is forcing him to commit crimes through his special power, which is mind reading. Oh, my. Clark and Ryan bond greatly, and it really helps him get, and Clark helps him get away from his stepfather. Ryan knows Clark is different because he can't read Clark's mind. Whoa. Perhaps Kryptonian brainwaves harder yes. to decipher uh around there um so you know as we do kind of what's what's the best part what do you what was the best part for you tim um oh this 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 is hitting the sweet spot for um a good episode because it's not about meteor rocks we don't have the typical freak of the week and that's what ryan claims when he's inside of the uh what the the, the torch um uh, newsroom when Chloe takes his picture and he asks, am I going to be on, on your freak wall? Um, and she said, no. So yeah, yeah, there is no freak of the week here, but it's kind of branded in a different way. We don't really know how Ryan gets his powers, but I do know that in the future he, Ryan does, um, come back in some shape or form and you find out, um, uh, you find out a little bit more of him. Does he uh, come yeah. back on the show? Uh, there, he comes back, um, you get to know what happens to Ryan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it doesn't actually come back, but, um, but yeah, so the, the best part for me here was, um, I think it was nice to, um, when you were talking about the, the bonding part between Clark and Ryan, it was nice to see Clark have something as close as like a, a brother, um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I think that this would be, this would have been in an alternate universe. It would have been a pretty good match because they both have secrets. They both have abilities, um, that, um, that are, are special. And so, um, uh, just to see kind of the, 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 the brotherhood closeness coming, um, uh, in terms of relationship is fresh to see, um, this type of relationship in, um, in Smallville because everybody's either a friend, a romantic partner or um, frenemies. 
frenemies. So that was the best part for me. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't uh, Freak of the Week or uh, Meteor Shower, sorry, Heavy. Uh, I really did like just kind of this is like the Kent's sweet spot, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. They totally embraced him. And and we talk about many times um, in the podcast about how that type of parenting for Clark has really shaped who he is, um, you know, not only as a teenager, young man, but who, who he'll become a Superman. And, you know, they, they went full Kent on Ryan here, which was really <laughs> sweet. So uh, yeah. I really liked that. It was a great kind of story, touching, sad, all that kind of stuff. Um, but that doesn't exclude us from some really bad things uh, in this in this um, episode. Uh, what, what was it for you, Tim? Yeah, well, uh... I, I I guess I would talk about this more in the villains part, but I thought that the um, whenever you have kind of the abusive relationships, um, that's uh, I don't know. Like I I think I kind of respond to that because, um, yeah, I, I think growing uh, or just in terms of me growing up as a person, I the, things like this actually happen, uh, and I I just talk about the um, the abusive relationship between. Uh, Ryan and his uh, and his dad uh, or stepdad um, so much so that they're exploiting him and they're beating him and um, and so I thought that, that was uh, you know it's, it's disturbing now um, more for me but probably didn't affect me as much as as a teenager because um, yeah uh, maybe I was less empathetic back then um, but yeah the, the, his character was was evil uh just straight up murdering people um but uh there, there wasn't any context there chloe dig up uh so I'm, I'm just talking about james gibson here uh ryan's father um chloe dug up that he's a career criminal and so this is kind of par for the course for him just um doing bad things um so yeah that's that part and one thing that i found was was very off was Clark just murdering <laughs> James Gibson with a bowling ball. Um, I thought that this was, again, um, Superman, like alluding to Superman just using his fists to, to finish off, uh, uh, to, to tie up loose ends. It just didn't, it didn't seem as thoughtful um, in terms of how to solve a, solve a problem. So... Clark's heavy-handed approach to taking care of James Gibson at the end there in the bowling alley. Um, yeah, I don't know if, Justin, you'll talk about the bowling alley later, but um, it is yeah. a famous place. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Let, let's, we'll get to we'll it later. Say, we'll, we'll, we'll save that there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm going to agree with you with the whole James Gibson thing. Um, I mean, he also murdered his girlfriend oh, as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shot Straight her point blank. Up. So... Uh, yeah, it's, again, <laughs> I mean, they never, they didn't show the gruesomeness of it, but the implication of the actions seemed a little harsh. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's, I would think that Chloe, like there was no, there was no hesitation in the actions that Chloe just saying he was a career criminal, yeah. not straight up murderer, um, <laughs> is surprising that that's all they found on him. Uh, you know, this is a spoiler uh, for later. I mean, season nine, this actor, Jim Shield, does come back. 
um <laughs> but as a completely different character um you know uh, later on we'll we'll see the justice society of america and he comes back as the uh the star spangled kid but i mean it's enough time mm. season one to nine um <laughs> for people to be like oh didn't really notice um so i just thought that was that was that was funny here um you know we'll we'll transition from kind of this uh, i i know we'll probably talk a little bit more about um james uh in the the villains piece but uh, a lot of heroic themes um coming out of here uh first and foremost the warrior angel comic book character that seemed to surround um ryan and who he idolized uh and we find out that lex also is a big fan lex was quoted Mm. in saying uh in regards to warrior angel um he is a strange visitor from an alien planet that came to earth to protect the weak and the character happens to be bald, but this is the, the whole uh, premise around <laughs> Superman, uh, Smallville, whatnot. So that, that was kind of a, a parallel there. And if you do, if you're able to kind of freeze frame warrior angel, number one, uh, it has a similar theme to uh, the hero holding a car above um, their head which is similar to action comics. Number one, of course, as you know, what uh, Superman's first appearance in the comic book world. So mm-hmm. obviously some very on the nose um, parallels there. I don't know. Did, was anything around warrior angel for you, Tim, that kind of stuck out? Um, I, I, I just thought that it was thoughtfully done. Um, there, there's that obvious kind of, um, kind of cross reference, that they do where um, they zoom in on that one panel where warrior angel is like peeking through the thing. He's like, uh, <laughs> what, what was the quote? So, so you're safe now. Yeah. You're safe now. You're safe now. Yeah, yeah. And then Clark in the exact same way. I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, no, it was, it Brian was, did it not was... need to read minds to know that Clark was strong in some way at that but point. What was Clark doing there too? Like, I mean, he he knew that it wasn't gonna like that that hydraulic crusher was not gonna crush him anymore. Yes, he, he knew it stopped. Yeah, yeah. he could have he could have come in from the top. Yeah, at that point. Uh, come on, Clark. Yeah. Come on. But um, <laughs> yeah, they had to obviously put that scene in there. Um, yes, to, to make the parallels to the comic exactly and so so yeah no i I thought that was that was a funny funny part and i i yeah i would i would think the producers are are laughing as well so we have um like ryan i mean is he ryan james am i getting this right yeah it's right it is ryan james i'm confused because the actor's name is ryan kelly yes so similar names and and the james gibson is also jim shield so some, <laughs> yeah. some very close uh, names here. But, uh, you know, Tim mentioned it at the top there that Ryan has these mind reading powers, but we actually don't know how he obtained it. Um, and it sounds like we're going to find out later. Um, you know, he knows the Kent's dinner or breakfast orders. Um, he warns Clark uh, to watch out for Lex at the end there. Uh, he kind of gets the true feelings of Chloe and Lana towards Clark. 
Um, and then randomly tells Lana to fire Sky because <laughs> clearly she fire she's steal. You should fire. She's a bad person. Um, do you, does Ryan? And you know, this is like a mind, maybe a mind reading power. Mm. The question is, does he? Do you have to think it in order for him to know it, or or does he have access to like the Google search of your mind? But I yeah. only say this because when James Gibson walks into the Talon, he doesn't look behind and see him there. He knows right. he runs out the window. And then of course the garbage truck scene, but what does he know? Like, do you have to think it in order for him to know, or can he like search through your mind? Kind of like professor X style. Right. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly where this was in the episode, but doesn't he describe it as he can, he can only see what they're thinking currently, but I don't know how that how that's relevant to that specific situation. Yeah, and that's Gibson. I did. Yes, I caught that, and I always think to you know in the scene where he was in the limo with Lex, mm -hmm. like she, like if I was Lex, other than don't say Julian, don't say Julian, um, yeah. <laughs> would you not communicate and be like Ryan? if you are reading yeah. my mind, like you have to lie right now. Yeah. You have to tell him this, like I'll protect you. I'll whatever. I thought that's actually what Lex yeah. was saying in his mind. And that oh, Ryan was going to pull one of those, like, I don't know. He doesn't know it. He's telling the truth. Um, but he obviously doesn't, but I, yeah, I, I don't know how it works. Like I was thinking of like how juggernaut has his helmet. So professor X can't read his thoughts. Right. Yeah. Is yeah, it yeah. one of those kind of, you know, if you think it, he'll, he'll know it versus like, oh, I can sense that James is in the talent because I could I can hear right. his thoughts right now. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. It's like, so do you not know the answer? No. I have no idea. <laughs> if you could read my mind, it would be blank. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Oh, man, that just that hurt me, my brain. From yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure it even hurts Ryan, this kid, <laughs> who, uh, you know, who I was reading on Internet Movie Database, and they said this is actually the actual age that Clark and his friends are supposed to be. Like, oh, that's, really? that would be the like actual. He, he was like 15. Yeah, 16. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clark is like a man. <laughs> he is a mensch. He's a bestest mensch. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, so that's funny. I mean, you know, whatever, Hollywood. Um, but before we jump into the villains, like Tim alluded to it, kind of the, the hero of, of the episode, uh, <laughs> Lois Lane's enrichment, yes. uh, the yeah. bowling alley scene, for those who don't know, um, you know, Smallville was primarily shot in the Vancouver area. Uh, in the nineties there. And this, this bowling alley, bowling alley no longer exists. I believe it closed in 2013, but funny enough, it was called Lois lanes mm -hmm. and mm. Uh, you know, Lois lane, obviously Clark Kent's a love interest. What? In future. It's not Spoils Lana lane. Spoils alert. Oh my um, have you, what, do you have any memories at Lois lanes? Tim? I don't, I don't, I actually don't think I've ever bowled there. What? Have yeah. we not bowled there? No, it was always 
uh, the place by um, Blue Boy Inn. It was either Blue Boy, TNC, Town and Country, Town and Country. Remember that bad boy? Yeah. Uh, the, what was the one by um, Silver City? That one was called. Uh... It was either that one or uh, what was the one that? What's the one that there's always gang fights at in Burnaby? Oh my gosh. I don't even remember. Mark would remember for sure. Oh yeah. Um yeah. It was either that one. Lucky Lanes is the one in uh Richmond in Riverport. Or, oh no, or, they changed they changed the that, zone. That, the zone. The zone. The zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The that's zone. It. Um yeah. yeah, the one the one that was that that's close by Brentwood. That one's the one where people like fought like turned into a nightclub. Yeah, I'm sure me and Andrew went there to play ping pong a few times. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I but I did, I never went to Lowe's Lanes. I okay. I don't remember. Cosmic yeah. Bowling at its finest. Um, you know, R.I.P. for the rip closing. Uh, one of the things that really bothered me in in showing Lowe's Lanes is has anyone actually tried running on a bowling lane? <laughs> it's you, impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> 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 how he had so much grip on that uh i know yes i've fallen on lanes trying to make jokes so i know i know that that is not possible. i think i was there to witness I yeah i'm those. sure i'm sure you've been there oh, um all right yeah. uh villains creepers uh things of that nature um do you want to kick this off tim yeah um i just talked about this where james did it actually give her Gibson? Like James, yeah, Gib, James Gibson and his partner. They, she's credited as, as Mrs. Mrs. Gibson. Ms. Gibson, yeah. But I think on the wiki, it it gives her a name. Um, so, any yeah. I don't know how they 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 found that out, but, uh, but yeah, they were they were evil. And they were like I mean I think James Gibson the way that he smirked, um, there was some good casting. Whoever the casting director was for um uh for this episode did it did a good job um justin's going to talk about lionel luther luthor let's just call him luthor, luthor yeah. um in a little bit because he he definitely plays a part here uh but yeah i i, I guess not really villainous but um you could tell that that clark um when Lex put the thought in his mind that he might be moving to um, to Metropolis. You could tell that he was sad. Like both of them were pretty sad, and so I thought that that was nice. But I don't, I, I don't know where that would have fit in all of this. But um, it, uh, other than the fact that Lex is uh, the supervillain to Clark superhero or Superman superhero in the future. But anyway, uh, yeah, you you can talk about Lionel Luthor. Luthor. Um, yeah, I, I saw on the wiki they they credit her as Deborah Birch. Ah, uh, there we go. Um, That's it. But uh, I yeah I don't know why they changed it. But anyway, um, yeah, line, I, I you know you know if you've heard us if you heard us talk about any episode with Liner 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 <laughs> Luthor, uh, it's always a gooder. Um, you know here he's he's promoting quote unquote Lex uh 
to to come back to Metropolis as his kind of like assistant assistant to the regional Lionel. <laughs> um, but he, it, like every Luther, there's uh, there's some sort of hidden um, agenda here, and you know Lex talks about the Alexander, I guess the Great coming back with an army and so on. But I I think this is a ploy for Lionel to you know, kind of keep your, your enemies closer sort of mm. thing. Like him mm-hmm. and Lex are in this match here. And he has this, he has this great quote, greatness is a rarefied air. One needs to learn to breathe. And I mean, it's such a nonsense quote, but like coming out of his mouth, it makes it sound so like profound. Yeah. I think um, you know, <laughs> that it's like, Hey Lex, I can take you to, to greatness, but you have to, you have to like learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff from me because I'm great in this and that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I love any appearance, um, you know, by, by, uh, by Lionel Luthor. And so, yeah, he was, he played the villain card pretty strong on this one. Yeah. Um, moving on to, to CGI and music, man, this was packed with music. We talked last week about um, starting a Spotify, YouTube music, Apple music playlist. Um, but this one had some bangers from, from my mix CDs back way back then, or my Winamp playlist. Um, starting off with Phantom Planet's Lonely Day. This was, this spun for me lots of times um, during this time. And so um, when did that play? Did that play while they were in the Talon? Yes. Or while they were playing so. basketball. I don't remember actually when this was playing, but um Found the Planet's Lonely Day. And then there like this was eventually going to happen. There was only a matter of time before <laughs> they would use this song in an episode. And it definitely seemed to fit. Five for fighting Superman. <laughs> um the first reference to Kryptonite. Um and I pulled that from the, the Smallville wiki on fandom. Um, the first reference to Kryptonite in the series so far. No one has called Meteor Rocks Kryptonite yet. And I don't think that they, I, I don't know if they do. We'll, we'll uh, have to find out. Yeah. We'll have to find out. Um, but yeah, lots going on here with music. In terms of the CGI for Stray, um, like they do the 3D, or sorry, the the, the X-ray thing. Um but they did uh, like when Clark hucks the the bowling ball at James's chest. They they had that one shot where it just kind of popped through the wall, and I thought that was fairly, done fairly well. Mm. So um, kind of so, yeah. tracking that tracking shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you put it into words. So yeah, that tracking shot. But did you, and, did he die? Did you know if he died? Well, I mean, I no, would I guess you, you would. don't. I'm I'm sure that that bowling ball was thrown pretty pretty hard. Yeah, and like if he was alive, that'd be so much of a liability because you know when he wakes up from whatever coma that he's in, <laughs> state of unconsciousness, he's like, and then I saw a bowling ball. Like it it would it just wouldn't. Well, actually, there are so many things that the police when they investigate that like so many questions. But the Smallville Sheriff Department is isn't the I don't think they're the sharpest tools, brightest light bulb in the the drawer. So yeah. 
Anything else for music or CGI? Uh, nope. I think you've covered it all. Sweet. Um, I actually don't know when they could start the references to Kryptonite mm. early as season six, from what I, I see. But I, I guess we'll find out um, then. Um, I mean, I talked about this at the beginning um, around the hospitality of the Kents, um, you know, and I think that's, I guess the title comes from Stray, Ryan being the Stray, but, mm-hmm. um, and Johnny Kent kind of makes a, a, a quote or says something to Martha about, you know, you're, you've always had kind of a heart for this. And I, I really, I like this just cause it was, it took, I, I know Clark has the powers and all this, but it was like the Kent family, like it felt like, right? right? Like Clark trying to connect um, with with Ryan and um, really being the uh, the Kuya, the big bro to him um, and stuff. And uh, knowing, knowing each other's secrets, like Ryan knew Clark's secret, you know, when he went down to the, the cellar. Mm. Um, but he wasn't... Like he quickly told Clark his secret right after, right? It wasn't like the yeah. deviousness of the, oh, like, okay, now I know this. How am I going to use it? Because um, I, I, and that's how Ryan's been treated, right? By his stepfather. Like, here's right. his power. I know how do you, how do we exploit it and stuff. And I'm sure living in that environment, maybe that's what Ryan if he if Ryan did that to Clark, we wouldn't be surprised because that's how he had been treated right. his whole life. But he was just like, you know, we see it at the end. Well, I'm going to keep his secret type thing. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but he was like open. He's like, well, I have a secret, too. I could read people's minds and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it wasn't this like, what is this? Who are you? Where are you from? It was something he, you know, he obviously shared a closeness with Clark because he couldn't read his mind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And stuff. So. Yeah, no, I thought I thought that was that was cool to see like Kent Kent in true form. Yeah, um, yeah, that was I, I thought that was really nice. They were like the it, it just shows you the power of I guess. Wait, wait a second. Oh yeah, that was from the the previous episode, and I'll talk about this in my deeper thought. But um, when Martha was talking. Uh, to Clark last episode about um, while while uh, Jonathan Kent was in the the, the coma uh, about I guess one of the the core aspects of uh, Jonathan Kent and his worldview and his philosophy is that um, that he believes in he he wants to believe in I, I I forget the actual quote I'll I'll put that on the socials but um, uh, believing in the good of people. And how that shifts, um, how that changes the trajectory of people, and uh, I think that's what happened in this case with uh, with Ryan, and it definitely happened with uh, with Clark. And this is this is a, a theme that we visited throughout our past episodes about how their influence has uh, made Superman, Superman. Um, so yeah, uh, it was nice to see Clark kind of at the end of the episode. Um, I think what when did he say that to when he used a Jonathan Kent's quote talking to uh to Ryan was that in the be- the at the end? Anyway, 
um, Clark uses Jonathan Kent's episode yeah, from last. Yeah, at the end. Yeah. yeah, from the end when he talks to Ryan about believing in in people. Um, so I thought that that was cool, and that kind of wraps up that Kent hospitality and that Kent superpower um, that they have. Um, and then uh, finally, just uh, uh, just uh, I guess something to think about when Clark is speaking to Lex um, while Lex is considering moving to Metropolis. Um, and he drops a quote on him. If any, if anybody can choose who they want to be, Lex, it's you. Um, and uh, and yeah, this was uh, I, I, we know as as the viewers about who Lex is, and um, and yeah, this kind of uh, if we're going to talk about villains, uh, this quote just brings out, I guess, the 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 villainy um, eventually in Lex. And so I thought that, that was a cool. A, a cool dynamic quote that they they put in there just to um just to put the gravity in the people in the choice that the characters have and so yeah I, I, it's a good it's a good thinker good mm-hmm. thinker of episode uh yeah i linked linked to this um you know we we've been talking about lex's kind of uh descent into more explicit villainy um and uh you know i guess in this kind of becoming superman piece um you know we talked about how ryan i don't know what ryan saw or heard or you know googled in in lex's brain but Mm. clearly he gives clark a warning uh and i i this isn't the first warning that clark's got about lex we all know that everyone pretty much around his life no one has really vouched for Lex other than Clark, um, you know, in the Smallville verse. Um, And so, you know, Lex in his decision to leave uh, or consider leaving Smallville uh, drops off a, um, not a rapier. What's it called, Tim? The sword. Yeah. is a foil, a foil um, for Clark. And, and of course we've seen the foil, play i don't know if this specific foil but we've seen it um played in in many or i i guess mostly against a line uh an opponent for lex right mm. and so i think this is like a um a nod to of course you can look at um a sword as an offensive weapon but also uh defensively um when someone's attacking you and it's it was like the formalized i know it was a great gesture and so on but i think it was like a formalized like um you know clark you are gonna be my opponent for the Mm -hmm. future right and so you better be prepared or you better have the right weapons um to face me and stuff so it it was interesting and and we could look at that as like lex friendship because you know even clark said it right like you know you're i don't want you to leave but you're acting like you're leaving because you actually, you gave me a gift. Right. Right. Um, And so it was like, maybe that's Clark's naivete of like, Oh, friendship. (laughs) But really it's like, well, it's like, I challenge you. I'm going to be challenging you. Right. um, Moving forward. So I thought that was kind of a cool metaphor. That's cool. In their friendship. I like that. I like a lot that. I like a lot. I like it a lot. Um, and maybe one more thing to add for Lex here. Uh, you know, I said Julian 
earlier um you know this this theme of lex having a brother uh, mm. will come up in later episodes uh julian luther who as we know um passed away uh when lex was 11 as a baby and kind of built that uh internal temperature or tension between lex and Ly- lionel luthor um and so yeah I, I mean we're learning more stuff i think i think julian returns at some point in some later seasons but yeah yeah uh, any any lex kind of these types of things tim that you uh no i think you, you you nailed you hit the nails on the heads if you were lex and you were thrown out of limo and then clark shows up and disappears <laughs> What would you think? I would think, wow. I actually don't know what I'd think. <laughs> You're like, where the hell did, did you come from? Didn't even hear a truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's gone. If you want to raise suspicions, Clark. Oh, my God. About your abilities in and front of Lex. The thing is, is that he had time, too. Like, when, as he was running up, you could think about, all right, so what should I do here? I think you should just should have booked it. You shouldn't have asked Lex. I right? was thinking he should have ran carrying a car and <laughs> yeah. just ro- drove up to where Lex was. You know? He'd be faster than a truck, right? Yeah. So totally. he can run with a truck over his head. Maybe <laughs> even adding to the thematics of Warrior Angel and Action Comics number That's one. That's right. With a tr- yeah, you lost. This was a lost this, opportunity. Yes. Oh here. my gosh. That would have beefed up our CGI section. That Clark would have. running with the truck over his head. That would have been so cool to view. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. Anyway. That. Yeah. No. I have nothing. Nothing else to add. That was hilarious, though. Thank you for going on that tangent. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lex, uh, I brought your car here. Uh here's your Porsche. Just drive this home. Drive this home. I'll I'll figure out a way back. Then you could speed run into that Lois Lanes and so funny. Why did they go to that bowling alley? What were they planning to do in that bowling alley? I think he was taking Wi Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Wi Fi didn't exist back then. Did it? Yeah, it it had to. Because he was opening up the computer on top of the the hood. Right, but so, what I'm saying is, like, where was when this come out? Two thousand three, four. Well, like, you're, are you saying public Wi-Fi didn't exist? Yeah, because I remember in my first year of uni, totally needed to plug in my computer to get internet, and it's only my second year that Wi-Fi came out. This episode must have been 2000, what, 2? 2003. I'm, I'm, I'm checking right now. Oh, my gosh. Just to double check. Mm. 2002. 2002. Yeah, no, there was Wi-Fi. What? No. No. 2003 we... was Wi-Fi. No, 2004 was Wi-Fi. No, no, you know what? Okay, this is how I know, Tim. Okay. okay 2000, good. 2001, SFU, yeah. no Wi-Fi. First year of uni at UBC would be 2001. Yeah. One, two, and that would be, um, oh no, you're right. I would say 2003 was a Wi-Fi year. 
Right. So let, let's just say like 2000. Yeah. Two, wait. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think that was right. So this was ahead of the game. Maybe it was satellite internet. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Trust fund satellite. Trust fund satellite. How did he get access to that? Like banking wasn't even online. Come Maybe on. that was Alexa's computer. Oh. Because he could have got passwords and everything easily okay right oh yeah okay maybe we're thinking too deeply too, too deep this is uh, <laughs> already past deeper thoughts so yeah yeah oh man anyway um yeah are, are we just doing ratings now yeah yeah let's jump to let's, ratings. yeah let's, you you start off you start off this, the, you start this off uh, so, um, I like this episode, you can tell. Um, I rated this at 8.7. I, I like the story. I like that, you know, I mean, knowing what's happening ahead, I like that we, we kind of had some open thoughts on things and we're going to come back to them later on with, um, Ryan, with Julian, kind of this idea, um, Kent's true form. So I really like this 8.7 for me. Nice. Uh, eight and a half is uh, my rating for this. Yeah, uh, last week's episode was Nicodemus. I gave it an eight three, um, a bump up from the seven nine that I initially gave it because of the um, secret scenes. <laughs> uh, Stray was a great episode. I, I thought. Um, uh, I thought that Smallville was hitting its stride at around episode eleven with Hug. Uh, but I think we've uh, we're we're at the point now where, where we've broken things in. Um, it was it was good all around. Great story, good connection with the characters, um, and uh, though we didn't see um, Whitney in this episode or Pete Ross, um, or well, we did see Chloe. Um, I, I thought it was just a it was a good time to be around Lex to be around um, uh, Clark and to be around the Kents um, and just to get to know them a little bit more. So uh, so yeah, eight point sank for me. That's awesome. Um, yeah, great episode. Um... Yeah, hopefully um, Mark will be back next week. I think he gets back from the Poconos. From the Poconos. Hiatus. Hiatus. Um, next week. But uh, as we always do, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, we know uh, we are Canadians out here. We know we do have a lot of viewers in the States, which is awesome. Great. Um, you know, the love for Smallville uh, is yes. strong there. So please rate... Um, where can they find us, Tim? On you Anchor? can find us on uh, Anchor. Um, subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. I don't yeah. know what they call them. Apple yeah. Podcasts, okay. Google Podcasts. Um, I don't know if we're on Stitcher. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. We're on like 10 platforms. You there can listen to us. Um, you know, for the mo- latest news... Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Guys Without Capes. Uh, new episodes come out every Friday. Uh, please send any questions or things that you guys want to talk about for the episode. 
Um, but uh, other than that, have great weeks. Um, stay safe out there, folks. And yeah. Uh, yeah, continue to wash your hands, social distance, wear a mask in public spaces. Yeah. Stay close to your quarantine. Right? <laughs> yes, quarantine. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.